Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't get me wrong. I love a smoothie. Like I get a smoothie once a week. But smoothies aren't really that good for you. Like they're not really that nutritious. They've got a lot of sugar in them. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a smoothie. I'm just saying I want to tell you about something that is really good for you and is really, really amazing. I decided like none of the foods that I eat actually have like vitamins and minerals that I need. I have a huge vitamin D deficiency and taking a pill for vitamin D every day it does nothing for me. At least I don't feel that it does. So I looked into Athletic Greens, which is a health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. Basically, I just take one scoop of AG1, which contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, like a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, everything that I need which is really amazing. And I just scoop it into a glass with some water and drink it. And it gives me every single thing that I am deficient in every single day. It's perfect. And it's not some disgusting like celery green juice. No, it's actually tasty. It tastes really, really good. And it's good for you. It's just one thing with all the best things. And there's a reason they're the leading superfood product. You've heard of Athletic Greens before. If you haven't, you're now going to get Instagram ads because I said it. So you're going to have to check it out regardless. And because Athletic Greens is partnering with We Met at Acme, we are giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme, that's just athleticgreens.com slash Acme. You're going to take control of your health. You're going to give AG1 a try and you're getting a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. If you get anything from this episode, it's how important vitamin D is. So definitely check it out, athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. Today's episode is so awesome. Lisa Donovan is such a boss and she founded an app that honestly changed my life. It's called The Pattern. And if you haven't downloaded it already, you need to do that like right now. It is the best astrology app. There are other ones that I might have mentioned before, but this one is the most legitimate possible. And it's so thorough. Like I remember reading my analysis when I first downloaded it and like it really told me what my calling was. And that is why astrology is so amazing. And I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Even if you're not big into astrology, I think it's actually more important to listen because maybe you'll be a convert. And I think also just like PSA, this episode was recorded a few months ago, and we're a little behind in airing our episodes. And so there were moments in this episode where I think I referred to my now fiance as like, maybe we'll end up together. And it's funny because I always did that, like before I knew for sure that we were getting engaged. And I honestly believe that that's part of why we did get engaged because I never assumed, like I was never like, oh yeah, yeah, he's like, we're marrying, I'm marrying him. Like I was always like, I would love if it happened, but we'll see, you know, just like reframe and then you can't get get disappointed. I'm going to answer some of your questions and then we'll get right into Lisa. We did this 
poll and it was like things that people can't discuss with their partner. Because in our last episode with Liz, we were talking about how like, you know, sometimes there are things you can't discuss with your partner, like if they're negative or, you know, this or that. So I did an open-ended question on our Instagram and I was like, what are things you can't discuss with your partner? So I'm going to read some of your responses because I find it really interesting. Something that came up a lot and especially from women was exes. Like, you know, he just doesn't want to deal with it. He doesn't want to think about it. He can't like handle intimacy with people from the past. And that I think is really interesting because like I've experienced that with an with uh, someone I've dated before, just like they pretend that like I didn't exist before them. And there's something weird about that. Like it's like emasculating to know that like you had a life and you had sex before them and you had a partner before. Like I'm the opposite. I'm like, I want to know every single thing about your ex. And maybe like that's like a girl guy thing. I don't know. But I think that's really interesting. Another thing that came up is like family stuff, trauma around your families, which I like, I totally respect anyone that like can't share trauma with their partner. But I feel like that is something that really brings you closer together. So I was a little surprised to hear that. Other things... This one makes me really sad. Someone said they can't talk about the death of their father. It sounds sad, but he's so rational and Libra-y. Funny. Funny because I'm a Libra and we're talking about astrology today. Not funny that he can't handle this. So he just doesn't get it. It's so interesting. I feel like having a partner who has like a limited emotional capacity would be really hard for me because I feel like that's like me in the relationship. So that's not good. Something else that came up was weight and issues around eating and things like that. And I think that's really interesting because I don't know if if I had that stuff, if I would feel comfortable talking about it with my partner, but I really don't feel like there is a lot that's off limits. What I will say is like, there are things that are only his and only mine. Like, for example, you know, asking like he needs to have a conversation with his potential groomsmen. And I joked and I was like, I want to hear the conversation. And he's like, no, that's between like my friends and I. And he's right. And like, I didn't let him hear my conversation when I asked my bridesmaids. So like, there's things like that. Or like, if he wants to, you know, talk to his parents by himself about whatever. But like, there isn't a lot that's like off limits with us. And I think that maybe that just speaks to his capacity. I mean, there's so many things that are off limits with other people in my life, with family members. Someone else said designer bags, they just don't get it. Fair. So fair. I think it's okay to like not be completely honest about how much something costs. Like the other day I went to return, um, we got, I got a really nice gift from Dior for my engagement party from like one of my mom's friends. It was so nice. It was a beautiful scarf. And I went to return it and to hopefully get a credit. And they were like, no, we don't offer credits. We only do exchanges. And I was like, oh, okay. Like what else can I get with like, that's this exact cost. And they were like, oh, another scarf. And it's not like a scarf like to wear around your neck. It's like a little handkerchief, you know? And... I was like, okay, I don't want like another scarf. Like, I don't know what to do. So naturally I ended up buying a pair of shoes, but I got the disc, like the discount for whatever I returned, whatever. And I came back and Steven was like, how? And I was like, I had to get these shoes. I, you know, I told him the situation. I was like, I didn't have a choice. And he was like, how much were they? And by the way, I'm not saying that it's normal to spend this on shoes. Like I obviously spend way too much money on shoes and clothes. Like it's literally, I mean, I carry Bradshaw vibes, but I was like, I think he was like, were they, what were they? 400. And I was like, yeah. Cause I just like, you know, was going to go with it. Mind you, we're getting like, you know, 250 off from the return. So I was like, yeah. And he was like, so they're five. And I was like, yeah. Little does he know they were still more than that. And it's not okay, but I'm going to wear them to my wedding. So like everyone can move on. Anyway, but periods, girl stuff, other stuff that come up. Someone said my parents divorced, which makes me sad because I feel like you should be able to talk about that. Some people don't want to talk about nose jobs. Some people don't want to talk about their upbringings together, their physical insecurities. 
a lot coming up about how much clothes cost, which I totally get. Past threesomes. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's something that comes up often. Crazy shit I did before I got sober. I'm right there with you, girl. But I talk about that. So maybe I just talk about too many things. And body count. I respect that. One night stands I've had. Okay. So it's like run of the mill stuff. Nothing too crazy. Some people don't want to talk about previous abortions, family, mental health. Just wanted to read these so you guys know how much haircuts cost. That's hilarious. So you guys know that like there are things that some pooping, but you should talk about pooping, I think, in my opinion. And I think that there are always going to be things that people don't want to talk about. Ooh, their bitchy mother, injectables. It's really funny. Depression slash anxiety. I feel like you should be able to talk about that stuff. But you know what? It's okay. And not every single thing needs to be talked about all the time. All right, moving on from that. I got a chemical peel. It's called a VI peel. I did it with my dermatologist, Dr. Nikki Ruth. And it's been amazing. I'm still peeling. I'm hoping to be done peeling by the time this episode comes out and to show you guys the results. But I did it as a wedding, pre-wedding, you know, treatment. And you're supposed to do it like, you know, months and months out. And I think that it's a great idea if you're in a place where you want to shed your first layer of epidermis, which is what I did. Maybe you're, you have scars from something, maybe acne. It's really amazing. And I love it. Someone wanted me to talk about the early stages of dating best practices when you both travel a lot and you're not official. I think that the best practices are, you know, goes back to the rules for me, like let them reach out to you, let them be the one to kind of court you in those moments, unless there's like a reason to text them because you see something that you think of you know, that they would appreciate or this or that, but the banter should be happening. No matter what your traveling looks like, you should still be communicating. If you're on the way to being official, that's, you know, what happens. And you should always have a next date set, especially if you're both busy traveling people, always have that next date set for when you're both in town. The poll about... Okay. So there was someone who submitted a poll saying that they've been dating their significant other for one year And they just figured out that they had a one night stand with the significant other sibling years ago. And if they should say something, I think they should absolutely say something. I think the worst case scenario is that the sibling says something and they haven't. Like, obviously there's no feelings involved. So you just get it over with and you say it, but it's like right out of a movie. It's crazy. Is Steven the type of guy I thought I'd end up with and vice versa? So I just asked him this and I was like, who did you think you would end up with? I think I've asked him this a while ago, but he didn't remember. And he said he thought someone who was super different from him or someone who was in his professional world or who he went to business school with. Why am I offended by this? Like, I don't know. I have to figure that out with my therapist, but I didn't go to business school. Like I am not in his professional world. Like at one point he worked in finance. I obviously don't work in finance. I couldn't be more different. And I'm not that different from him, right? Like we're similar. But for some reason, I'm like, oh, I can't believe you thought he'd end up with someone who's like the opposite of me. But then maybe I should just be happy because he didn't know like what he was going to end up with. And it's the same for me. I thought I was going to end up with someone who was like European and nobody knew them. We had no friends in common. And they were this like elusive, like sexy, swaggy person who like just was so cool and like taught me to be cool and just like unnecessary stuff, which is just like not, nothing that matters. Like you want someone who's just a good person. And it turns out that we both ended up with someone similar to the other one, like similar backgrounds, both Jewish from New York. And I love it. I love the fact that anything I reference from like childhood, like a Christina Aguilera song, literally anything he knows and he understands. And it sounds so silly, but like that's such an important thing to me now that I didn't realize would be important. Two more questions. How to know if your significant other is going to propose within the next year or so without being annoying? I think that like you just have to be funny about it. You can't be annoying. That was what I did. Like towards the end, like I'd be like, oh my God, look, this couple got engaged who started dating before us. Like just like funny, not like I can't believe that we're not engaged and this couple is or this or that. Like, 
And also like talk to people in their lives. Like you can gauge based on their reactions. Like I remember his mom and I were joking about her coming on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, maybe when you're like my mother-in-law and she like laughed and giggled. Like if she wasn't going to be my mother-in-law, she would have like had a more uncomfortable reaction to that. You know, like you can always kind of gauge the people's reactions around you. How do you know if you want kids or not? This to me is so simple. For me, I want kids, first of all, because I just like want to, you know, create life. I think that's such a beautiful gift if I'm able to do so. But second of all, when I die, my legacy is the only thing that lives on. And it was a non-negotiable like that I want to create a legacy. I want to create a family that creates a family that creates a family. And for me, that is why I want kids. Um, and I really want to see what they look like and have someone that loves me so unconditionally because that's a really beautiful thing. And there's so many other reasons, but that's but our time is up. So I'm really excited for you to listen to Lisa. The pandemic was obviously rough and terrible. And who knows if we're even out of it. One thing that really got me through it and got so many people through it was following Christina Tosi on Instagram. She is so incredible. She started Milk Bar in 2008. Obviously, you know what Milk Bar is. But if you don't for some reason, it is like the best, best brand of the most delicious desserts that I've ever had in my life. Their cake is like famous. It's an amazing birthday cake. And Christina was on Netflix Chef's Table Pastry Edition. So definitely check out that episode if you haven't. But following Christina Tosi was amazing because she would do these things called Bait Club every single day at 2 p.m. Every single day of the pandemic, she was dedicated to baking and showing her followers how to bake. I cannot even explain to you. She's the reason that I know how to bake anything, anything. And the holidays are coming up and this is the perfect time to give the gift of Milk Bar. It is truly the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life. For our engagement, I can't tell you how many people sent Milk Bar and every single time we got it, it was the best and happiest we've ever been. I also have her cookbook, which is definitely recommended. You can gift their signature birthday cake, their compost cookie, which is unbelievable. It's like it's like a kitchen sink cookie that's kind of made from everything around and somehow tastes like heaven. They've got a milk bar pie, which is like a toasted oat crunch with a gooey butter filling. I mean, I'm like, I'm drooling now. I'm literally drooling. And they've got a pumpkin milk bar pie, an apple cider donut cake, like all of the best things for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving this year. And I have personally received the birthday truffles as a gift and so many other treats that are really, really wonderful. So right now for you guys, I could not be more excited to share that we have a special limited time offer. You can get $10 off any order of $50 or more when you go to milkbarstore.com slash Acme. You'll get 10 bucks off an order of $50 by going to milkbarstore slash Acme now. That is milkbarstore.com slash Acme and you will not regret it. Best food ever. If you have not tried these desserts, you are not living. Milkbarstore.com slash Acme. Seasonal depression is so real. Like it is so real. And if you're going through it, you're not alone. We are all dealing with it, especially if you live in a place with seasons. Like good, I mean, good for people in California, like respect, but you know, I love to choose seasons. So it's something that comes with the territory. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Like when the day ends and it starts getting dark at four, like there's, it's not a good vibe. It's just not good energy. And it's hard. And there's things that you can do to combat it. You know, you can wake up earlier, you can try to move your body more. But the real thing that gets to the root of how you're feeling all the time is always going to be talking to someone, talking to a professional. That's why I love Talkspace. Talkspace gives me the opportunity to connect with a therapist and 
almost immediately with a single message. I can set goals with my Talkspace therapist, develop all the techniques to cope in these really shitty times. And they've also got couples therapy, which is amazing. We had a great episode with a couples therapist from Talkspace a few weeks ago. So I highly recommend checking that out if you missed it. But don't feel like you're alone. We all need a little support to get through the end of the year, especially the holidays. I mean, I wish I could have my therapist at my Thanksgiving dinner at this rate, especially when you're wedding planning. Oh my God. So match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and you'll get $100 off your first month with promo code ACME. That's how badly I want you to start seeing a therapist because it's not just for you. It's for everyone. If we all saw therapists, think about the world. It would be such a better place. You can get $100 off when you go to Talkspace.com and use code ACME. Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. Go to Talkspace.com and use promo code ACME. I'm Topsy Bannon-Bosch, a mindset and emotional intelligence coaching consultant and a licensed mental health therapist. It's safe to say that I know a thing or two about how the brain works and how it impacts the decisions that we make in our businesses. And that's exactly why I created my new podcast, Crush the Mindset Spiral. Each Thursday, you'll hear my raw thoughts and unfiltered perspective about what it takes to run a successful business, plus the top mindset shifts that you'll need to get to your next level. Make sure to tune in for the premiere episode of Crush the Mindset Spiral. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Lisa Donovan, the founder of The Pattern. Hey, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is so surreal for me because I am like obsessed with astrology as everyone on my podcast knows. And I always reference a few astrology apps and the pattern is always one of them. I will never forget when I first like entered my information and found out so much about myself. And I think me and so many of our listeners have questions about how that was possible that you guys Mm -hmm. knew all of that. But before we get into that, um, just going to do some background info for those of people who don't know you. How old are you and where are you from? I am 40 years old and... You look 20. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. I was going to be like, I can't believe the founder of The Pattern is younger than me. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm all grown up. Yeah, uh, no, need to hear your secrets. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. We kind of, my brother too. He looks younger than me, and he's three years older. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some f- funny genes. Uh, I'm from New York. Love it. Same. Yeah. What are you doing in London? Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a nomad. I've mm-hmm. always moved a lot. Even I was in LA for many, many years, and then New York, and back to LA, and here, and just because of COVID situation happened where I wound up going back to be with my mom in New York. She took a fall and I was with her and then wound up being in London and then wound up hiring um, my CTO here. And now we're building out a lot of our tech here. So I'll just be spending a lot of time here. Love it. And what is your current relationship status? Oh, hey. Now I'm coming in hot. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm single. I'm single. Okay. And now we have to get into what is your sign? Well, when we do your chart and you'll see, we don't actually, this methodology, we actually don't use um, sun sign. So I don't really, mm. I am so born in, my birthday is next week, actually. So I'll be 41 next week. But um, So you're Gemini. I am. I am. What is the rest of your chart look like? Like, how would you answer that question? Yeah. So yeah, normally I'd be like, well, and I go into the whole thing about sun sign and how we don't do that because... Uh, and I think that's where astrology sometimes gets dismissed is because people are like, how can everybody born in the month of June be like the same person having the same mm-hmm. day, right? Because that's not mm-hmm. logical. And it was mostly to sell newspapers a hundred years ago. They knew you'd know the month you were born. But if you get much more specific, things like the moon change every two and a half days, the ascendant every two hours. So we're looking at moon, Venus, Mars, ascendant, midheaven, things like that. And think of that as more archetypally sort of who you are, you know, and the sun Mm -hmm. is kind of the the energy or the fuel you burn to do it, but it's not like necessarily who you are. So a lot of times it's where people also say, I don't relate to that sun sign. It's because they might not have any other planets in that sign. 
So that's why right. like this astrology is crazy. I don't, I don't feel like an Aries. It's because everything mm-hmm. they have Virgo or they have Gemini or other kinds of things. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I have um, my Moon is Gemini and my Venus as well. But I have a lot of Saturn and Neptune to it, and Cancer rising, Cancer Mercury, Mars and Virgo. So do you feel just based on knowing a little bit about each trait, like of each sign, do you feel more like a Gemini or do you feel more like a Cancer? Yeah, no, I, I feel like it's a holistic thing and mm-hmm. we sort of take you through it. I think it's it's all parts. It's not one or the other. And having a Saturn complex is a big thing. That was sort of, that was one of the biggest things when I sort of heard about the Saturn complex. I was like, yeah, that's probably what I relate to the most in the chart, which is sort of not even just one sign. It's a complex to these signs. So, so I've never even heard about that. And I want to hear more before we get into what that all means. What were you doing before you founded the pattern and kind of like what led you to that point? Yeah. I mean, if we start at the beginning. I started as a YouTube content creator back in 2005. This is sort of before anybody um, knew what YouTube was, you know, people thought, I was like making porn. They didn't understand the concept (laughs) of video and online in any other context Mm -hmm. because it was that new. I mean, YouTube had just started and it was like, wow, this is going to be amazing. And I was an editor and I wound up making a channel. It was very successful at the time and, you know, had a lot of uh, people watching it, but it was sort of a grind because you had to make this content, but there's no money. Um, Mm -hmm. So you were working other jobs. And and I, I was one of the first people they partnered with Google to, to pay, but it was still a lot of work. And that doing that for three years, it ultimately led to co-founding a company I co-founded called Maker Studios in 2009. And that was just, um, you know, bringing other YouTube content creators together to share resources and, and help each other and sort of went all in on that, went in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, like went all in on this, but it was the right place, right time to sort of put in yeah. that 10,000 hours. And Wound up doing that for five years. I, I was on the business end of it. Incredible experience, and that's uh, and that we sold it to Disney in 2014, and it was just uh, a wild, whole other podcast story. <laughs> but yeah, during that time, while that was all really exciting and thrilling, there was a lot of things on the personal side that were sort of falling apart. I was having a dark night of the soul, if you will, and um, I wound up seeking, searching, and had my first astrology reading. It was in 2013 and it kind of blew me away because I just wasn't somebody who was an astrology type of person and was Mm -hmm. probably somebody who had a lot of judgments about it. So, you know, when he broke me down so perfectly and and gave me my whole psychology and neuroses and fears and joys and all the things I was going through at the time, it was, it was this incredible tool at a very challenging time. And that's when I was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to figure out how to mimic this experience that I've had, put it in an app you know, and scale it. And I wanted to do something that was as in depth as some, as though you were having a private reading. And I thought it'd be easy. It was not, there's nobody you could hire to do it really. So I wound up having a, I, I wrote all the content in the pattern. This took years. It was, it was pretty much a insane obsession. Um, and that is so yeah. impressive. When my, my father got sick after we sold the company and I wound up going home. I moved home to my childhood bedroom and lived with him for a year. And then he passed. And then I stayed with my mom for a year. And, and that's when I wrote it. And I was just, there was nothing else in life. It was just like obsession with this because I think it was a catharsis for me too, to sort of heal whatever I was going through and make sense of all these irrational, overwhelming feelings and experiences I was having. And um, yeah, I was just doing it. And, you know, everywhere I'd go, I'd do somebody's charts you know, the Uber driver, the the nurse, the every friend, you know, and just obsessively building this out. And we were in a small beta. And then one day I wake up, I mean, meaning like 50 people, like friends mm-hmm. and stuff. And I wake right. up and there's like 30,000 people on the server and people just started sharing it. It was like that. It was like very natural, a field of dreams. I say, you know, you build it, they will come. And they just came and started sharing it. And then it was just it's been that the entire time we've done no PR marketing. This is the first time I'm doing that. I just loved how it was going, building on its own. Mm-hmm. There's no need to push it. Everybody was sort of coming naturally. And, and now, you know, we're almost, we have, you know, millions and millions of users. And it's so crazy that you were, so when you said that, like you write, you wrote mm-hmm. like the content in there, Yeah, that's like so many different combinations. <laughs> yeah. Obsess- like when I talk about obsession, I don't even know how yeah. to But like I had no life. I had, I mean, I literally would sit and write for 10 hours 
I, I've told this many times that, but I, I, you know, write for 10 hours, eat dinner with mom, watch Johnny Carson reruns, do it again, do it again, do it again, you know? And it was just, it was just, um, I don't know, it was a calling for that time or like a, like I said, a catharsis or redemption. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, you just have these moments in, in life where things are just driving you and you're doing it, but yeah. And I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be impactful. I wanted people to have an emotional experience with it, to feel seen, to feel understood, to feel mirrored. I wanted it to feel like how it felt for me because it was totally. such an incredible I mean, tool. You have changed so many lives just based ah. on this work <laughs> that you did. Seriously. I mean, like I remember every word of of that reading and you really do feel understood. You really do. And I remember, I, th- I think I plugged my partner's information in at some point and found out, hey, like I was just, I was really, really just fascinated by it. Um, and I still am. And I have so many questions. So going back to what you mentioned, which I think was a Saturn... Saturn complex. Yeah. Saturn, what is this? Feelings of complete inadequacy. No, yeah, that's what it was. It was definitely like, so we look at my chart, it's a Gemini moon. It's, you know, playful and fun just mm-hmm. want to have a good time and it comes in and it, there's a complex on it. That's basically like <laughs> blocks boundaries. Saturn hates Gemini. It's like, no, grow up, you know, and get to work. And it sort of does it by making you feel that you're not enough. You're not equipped, mm-hmm. and you need to prove yourself. And, and so, you know, you spend a lot of your time trying to prove your worth in various ways. And this is a life lesson. And that's what I was sort of coming to terms with too. And I say that at that period in my life, when I discovered astrology, it was when I was coming to terms with certain choices I had made, you know, and the way that I was living my life, which was a lot based on pleasing other people, feelings of inadequacy and, and needing to change those in myself. Mm-hmm. So it was incredible when he said it and I was like, ah, oh, this makes so much sense, you know, and that there's no point, you know, it doesn't matter what height you reach. Like you can sell your company for X amount of money, all this stuff, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change how you're going to feel inside unless you Mm -hmm. do that work of of self-acceptance and love. Mm -hmm. So we have so many questions um, from, from listeners writing in and from people who are so fascinated with the pattern Um, before, before we get into those. So I actually gave you my birth information and, and my partners, but I had given you mine ahead of time. I just gave you my partner. So I'm sure that you know, takes a second or two. Is there anything that you can share? Sure. Um, Lots. I don't know. We could we could sit here for like five hours, but we're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna go through it. A condensed version. We'll do a fast. We'll do like a, a fast version. So yeah, the like I explained to you, we start with uh, the moon, and kind of the way we look at this is, I like to look at it as um, it's not predictive. I don't sort of believe in predictive astrology. I think that's where it gets a bad rap too. This is about understand certain certain dynamics that we'd say you're maybe fated to deal with, right? Like you're going to deal with the Capricorn moon. How you choose to deal with that is your choice. It's your destiny of complete free will. Someone with this exact same chart is going to have a very different experience, right? Because of their choices. So say at the moment of your birth, as above, so below, you are the creative expression of that single moment in time. This is sort of the blueprint of your, your life. So you're coming in a Capricorn moon. And we look at the moon as the lineage. It's where you've come from. It's as though you've lived many, many lifetimes. As a Capricorn, that's all you know when you come in. And Capricorns mm. are the, the wise elders. So you're coming in like an adult, you know, who has all the yeah. answers, right? So I've, <laughs> I've actually heard that Capricorn moon is like the toughest placement. It can be. It's hard because you're coming in. You're really smart. You're, you are coming in with not. You might be smarter than the people around you and know it and have the answers but it doesn't mean you're going to get the sort of respect for that. It, it, it's, it's a, it is a position that is seeking sort of um, it, it's hierarchical of wanting to be the giver of information, wanting to be the provider, wanting to have very, you know, objective goals where they're accomplishing things, they're earning respect. It's very ambitious. It expects mm-hmm. to accomplish in the world. It's, it is ruled by Saturn. So I was talking to you about Saturn. So it's got that right. flavor of not being enough and you better have the answers mm-hmm. and you better know things and, yeah. possibly feeling the scapegoat when things don't go well and never really getting the credit when they do. It's the one behind the scenes doing all the work and pushing that boulder up the hill. So that's, that's what can make it tough. You know, like, whereas, you know, if I'm coming in Gemini moon, I'm like, Oh, let's just go have some fun and laugh it off. You know, Capricorns 
like, let's be serious. Let's be practical. What is, what is the mm. goal here? What do we need to do? I, you know, and I better, I'm very responsible. You have Saturn to your moon. So that's another layer. So we'd say you do have a Saturn complex. You do have a sense of, you'd say, especially when younger and ideally the older you get, the more at peace with that you are, but it would be that thing of one, making the Capricorn even that much more ambitious or wanting to accomplish or wanting to Mm. what I do see the results of it. It can be attached to those kinds of results of like, I want to do this work. And then there will be a certain kind of um, recognition or respect for that. And, and it will do the work. It's very patient. It's very grounded, but there can be that thing of I'm not enough, you know, and all I am is my function. And all, mm-hmm. all I am is, is that, and I have to prove myself all the time. And do you, so do you relate to that Capricorn Saturn stuff? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely on like the always be working, proving myself ambitious, like, especially like, you know, working for myself, there's not like a moment that goes by probably similar mm-hmm. to you that like, I am not using that time yeah. to, to do something. Pro- you better productive. be accomplishing it. Yeah. You're only doing mm-hmm. things that are going to have that, that make sort of practical sense because they are going to manifest something, mm-hmm. you know, so that it, it's a serious one. And when you add Saturn to it, it can be very heavy. It can be just a feeling of like a burden, a mm. weight of needing to do all this. And so again, it would be, and this is where we'll get to the other part of your chart, your Venus is in Virgo and that's the progression. And that's where you're moving. So you're moving from a place of, you know, credible responsibility and very specifically in a very a traditional sense of manifesting in this world and material success but the progression to, to more responsibility. <laughs> well, what's cool about Virgo, it's a different kind of thing. Cause yeah, now you're combining. I mean, these, this combo is like the best it's, to hire. It's, like if I'm hiring somebody, all I'm looking for is Capricorn and Virgo. I'm like worker, <laughs> worker bee. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to hire a Gemini. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, no, no, no. who's going to, who's going to do the work. But um, it's what's great about it. It's a progression into finding and doing work. That's sacred. That's a mm-hmm. calling. It's about integrity. It's about, again, because Capricorn is going to do the work if it's practical and okay, this will earn this, this will make this much mm-hmm. money. Virgo is about what is your calling? You know, so I'd say the progression right. is moving towards get away from materialism or, or who cares about material success. It's what is your calling, you know, and what's integrity to you? Cause it's all about that. And, and it, yeah. your life should be about sacred work. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's when I looked at my pattern, that was a lot of what it said. And I, was really happy about that because it's very, very spot on. Did you feel that uh, growing up? I mean, did you always have a sense of that Virgo of needing to find a calling? Was that always, or that came yeah. over time? Yeah, I mean, so I had like an interesting, you know, you mentioned choices. Like I, I made some, I don't want to say bad choices, but like I I'm sober now. And I feel like there were moments in my like youth that I was more selfish and Mm -hmm. like afraid of the calling, let's say. Right. And so I would turn to like, I I wanted to escape myself and I wanted to smoke weed and I wanted to just like not be present in, in my reality because it was almost like too much responsibility. Like I used to say that I, you know, and making it easier for everyone else if I'm like out of it, you know, yeah. because like I'm so intense. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. You're saying, yeah, one to escape Saturn. <laughs> it's so nice to just turn it off. That's where that was coming. Cause you, it's that it's heavy. It can be depressing mm-hmm. that Saturn, but the other right. thing with your chart, that Virgo it's in the underworld when you were born, it was hidden behind the sun. So we'd say it's, it's as though you have Pluto to it. So I was going to ask you about that. It's very interesting. You just shared that because it can be, it can be so disruptive. It can feel like it's so one, a fear of finding that calling, a fear of your integrity, just like you were saying. Um, but it's also that it's overwhelming when you try and go there, that irrational, you have to deal with irrational things and specifically irrational feelings, you know, and Virgo is so meticulous and so detail oriented and analytical. And this can get where like the mind can get so obsessive and so intense. It, it adds mm-hmm. intensity to your chart. It, it's otherwise quite dry Capricorn and Virgo is a dry grounded thing. This Pluto takes it into feelings and depth and overwhelming irrational things that, that can feel quite disruptive. That and makes how a you, lot of sense. Yeah. How you manage that is that's not an easy combo when you do Virgo with Pluto because Virgo is so 
logical and about their integrity and analyzing and it's and it fits the pattern right pluto comes in and is like fuck there's no pattern you know i'm gonna destroy yeah. your pattern you know mm-hmm. so that makes sense what you were sharing um, yeah so yeah. i mean i could i could literally no go ahead no and that combo just i would say like yeah i mean you don't miss a thing like you don't miss yeah. a thing that combo and it's, you're, I wish new, I missed a thing. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to, and it's got that critical eye that is about, mm-hmm. you know, seeing what's sort of off and what needs to be fixed and probably yeah. a deep desire to fix it. But anyway. People are always talking about how important it is to eat clean and to, you know, be good to your body and good to this. And I agree, totally important. But what about cleaning clean? Like, I don't think you guys realize every time you're buying those, you know, soaps, plastic soap bottles at the CVS, Walgreens, whatever it is, that is not helping the world. Like it's not, and it's just not eco-friendly at all. All of these labels are lying to us and there's really only one company that you need to be using when it comes to your laundry, your dishwasher, your soap, all of that good stuff that is really good for the world. And it's Blue Land. If you haven't heard of Blue Land, you got to go to their website like ASAP and read all of their reviews because their thousands of reviews are not lying to you. Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. You buy the bottle only once and you refill it forever. They have best-selling clean essentials and hand soap. They also offer different kinds of options for every inch of your home. Also, not to mention their gorgeous bottles are like very Instagrammable. Very, very nice. And they've got incredible scents like Lily Mint and Rose Bergamot. And they also teamed up with Disney... So like my Disney lovers, shout out to create a magical collection of hand soap bottles designed by Mickey. Like what could be better? Seriously cut the plastic waste and you're not sacrificing clean either because you get blue land and you'll love it. The planet will thank you. If you're confused about any of these products, go to blueland.com slash Acme and check out all of their products. They've gotten starter kits so that you can get started if you're like, what is this? And I just want to try it out. Get a starter kit and you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash Acme. That's 15% off your first order of any products Blueland orders at blueland.com slash Acme. Check it out, blueland.com slash Acme. I can't tell you how many compliments we get on our article stuff in our office. We really didn't know what to do with the office. We're very lucky to even have a space for an office. And we didn't want to overdo it. We didn't want to like spend all this money. But we wanted to get really simple pieces that were easy and that made sense and that were comfortable. So we immediately decided Article was the place. I mean, if you don't know about Article, it's so perfect because they cut out the middleman. It's all inspired by modern design aesthetics like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian. So it's the best place to start if you just moved or you want to redecorate and you don't really know much about interior design. All of their stuff is really, really nice and it's fast and affordable shipping. The middleman is completely gone. So there's no like salespeople or showrooms, no retail markups. You don't have to wait for your couch for a year, if you know what I mean. It's really, really amazing. And we love what we have. So we had ordered the Nova Winter Gray Daybed. So comfortable. My fiance is napping in there 100% of the time. We put that on top of a Bovi pearl blue rug. It's eight by 10 and his work chair, his office chair rolls around it perfectly. And we got a little Mara oak side table and it goes perfectly on the side of the daybed. So if you're having a snooze or you're just hanging out on the daybed doing some work, you can put your drink next to you on the table and it's honestly perfect. Article has so much on their website. And 
We're working with them to give you a sick deal that you should really take advantage of. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. You just go to article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. You don't even have to do anything. Just go to article.com slash Acme and start shopping and then you'll get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I highly recommend it and you will not be disappointed. I could literally talk about this the whole episode, but I doubt oh, that yeah. our listeners want to hear my chart only. So, so I I love my partner. I've dated tons of people. I, you know, I started this podcast because yes. I had dated so much. And like in the past, I always felt like, you know, obviously it didn't work out for a reason. There was something off. And I would date in, almost intentionally knowing that I was technically compatible, right? With this person, which as I've grown to learn more about astrology, I don't believe in, you know, compatibility of sun signs. I think that's like total bullshit. And yes. my partner today, who I really believe like could be this person who is my life partner, is someone I'm not traditionally compatible with. You know, he's a Cancer, I'm a Libra, God forbid. But there is so much about him that just works with me. And um, maybe it's a lack of water in my chart. You know, I've heard things like that, but I'm sure you have a better perspective on it than I do. Yeah, I'm just pulling him up. And yeah, I was wondering if you dated a lot because your Mars is in Gemini. Oh yeah. Which is one of the connections you two have. So he is very, yeah, we would say, looking at the chart, he's different. You guys are different. He's mm -hmm. coming in a Sag moon you know, like free spirit, independent, you know, no responsibility. And his Mars is very fire. Like you were saying, you're this earth. He's got this fire. His Mars is an Aries fire, fire, yeah, fire. I but, love that placement though. Mars and Aries. I really do. Mm -hmm. Well, it's about commitment. You know, there's a commitment there. there it's a solid, it's sort of uh it makes the uh, Sag even more solid. It's like can mm -hmm. focus and commit to be like a good athlete. This chart Aries is always good. It's like the modern day warrior. Mm. He's a, he is a Virgo rising. So this is one of your connections. Yeah. So there is, you know, ideally he has found sacred work. Mm -hmm. Definitely. If not that. Okay, great. He should, he should, he should get on that. His Venus <laughs> is in um, Gemini. So this is one of your connections. They're conjunct. This is like one of those magnetic ones when you just are, whoop, you want to get together. So it, it is that Gemini connection. It's just an energy thing. Um, that's mm -hmm. a, an attraction. I also love that your his Venus is right near your IC. It's like your home and roots. It's a very sort of special, potent, especially when you put Venus there. It's like, it's very sexy. It's like, mm -hmm. a, it's a really nice one. I had that with somebody once. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I want to hear, one. I want to hear about your romantic history because it sounds That's like... <laughs> let's get, let's stick with yours. Okay. 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 We'll stay, no, 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 we'll stay here for now. You guys do have like some Jupiter, some past life mm -hmm. stuff. I'm yes. just feeling like good one. It just feels so good, mm. you know, to be around each other. There's like a past life feeling of like a gift in each other's lives. His moon, you know, your midheaven is in Aries. So that, you know, the way you do your career is also aligned with how he came into this world. So there's like mm. a really nice alignment there of being seekers. So yeah, you guys have a lot of nice connections. I love that. You do. So what I mean, what I was going to say is just like, you are a catch and a half. And I <laughs> like, I imagine that you being single, which by the way, like being single is not a problem. It's not a negative thing. People choose it all the time, but that I imagine it's a choice for you because you are either dedicating yourself to like your life's work or just simply don't have the time to commit, which mm -hmm. I always think is, you know, BS when like guys say that to women, but seeing it in you, I'm like, maybe she actually doesn't have time. Um, am I, get, am I onto something? Well, I was always a ser serial monogamous. I mean, I think since I ever first ever started dating, whatever that was, mm -hmm. you're, you're a teenager till like, I was, had this sort of shift in my life. So I was like 32, three. I mean, I was in a relationship like without a day going by one to yeah, the next. Me too. Year. And so that was certainly a major conscious choice at that age to be like, all right, you got to like deal with your stuff. Cause mm -hmm. um, 
you can only escape doing that so long. And so that, that was a big part of it of like, oh, you have to spend some time on your own. I feel like I've been in a relationship with the pattern for like the last seven years. It's been like my, which is a great one because you can't blame anything on the other person. You just have to look at yourself because it's just the app, you know what I mean? But everything is sort of showing you yourself. And it's not that I, I, not that I want to be alone, you know, it's not like that, but I just, I love uh, my life and it feels Mm -hmm. really full. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. And I, I definitely, I'm looking for something that's, you know, it's got to feel totally right. I don't feel like I need a partner right. to be happy at all. And I have wonderful experiences and, mm-hmm. you know, meet different people and things. And yeah. when the right and person comes along, well, that'll be, that'll be that. And then, you know, but, but I don't, yeah, it's not something I fret about or think about, or it's, it's just what will be, will be, mm-hmm. but you're not ruling and most out. of my, yeah. Ruling out. Oh no. It's just, I, you know, in the past, I think that was sort of the path too. In the past I'd felt more alone in the relationships than mm. being alone. You know, I never yeah. feel lonely. I, I, I don't have that. It's just, you know, about how do you find something that feels and fits is right for you. And obviously I have this wackadoo life, you know, and I'm like a nomad and I run this app, and, you know, so, you know, you gotta, it's, it's just about finding that right fit. And yeah, of course I'm, I'm open and I feel like I have a really open heart. Now I would say for years, it was very conscious choice and it was mm-hmm. not open, you know, and there was a lot of healing, but now, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm open. I love it. I have some cosmic feelings that things will happen for you. Um, So we got all these questions. One that comes up all the time. A lot of people don't know their birth time and I feel for them. Like that's tough. They, this this woman asked if it really matters. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does. It's, it's funny. I, the first time I had the reading, I didn't know how important it was and I had to go back and I happened to be on a cusp, but it is important. We can definitely tell things about you without your time. It's not that we can't, there's just huge pieces missing, Mm. you know, and and you want to get the full story. And if you happen to be born on a day when the moon is changing sign or other of these planets are changing sign, that's even more of a mystery. So ideally, if you don't have a birth time, you're on a day where we know your moon is not changing sign. But yeah, we try in the app too, even if you don't know the exact time, sometimes we ask like if you even know if it's before or after this right. time period. And yeah, it impacts things and the chart is changing so quickly, like mm-hmm. I said, and that, that ascendant changes every two and a half hours. So somebody's like, oh, I think I'm born at one, maybe right. two. That could be a, a very different chart. Somebody asked, what is the science behind how it works? It's so spot on. It's so eerie. Yeah. Well, that was part of, you know, I worked with astrologer. He'd been doing it 40 years. That was part of this process. I was chasing him around the world because he was off doing his stuff and trying to, you know, extract it. And it's, it's very archetypal. It's kind of an archetypal astrology and it's our own unique methodology. And I think it is really accurate. That's what sort of blew me away about it. And then trying to give as much detail and depth. I think that's the difference with the pattern from other, Mm. that's why it's so accurate is because we go deeper, as you say, it's just, it goes into so much detail where, you know, when I was looking at other apps in the beginning, trying to find something that spoke to me, it was, they were so short, the summaries, and that's where, it, and then it didn't feel as accurate. And I think that's part right. of it too, is that we're sort of synthesizing it. We're talking about your complexes with your planets, and then we go into great depth about it. But it's from, you know, it's years and years of information. Yeah. How do you feel about other things that, you know, can describe or tell you about your personality? Like for example, human design or like Enneagrams or, you know, personality type tests like um, Uh, MTJ or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm into all that stuff. I definitely, especially when I was learning about all this and I I got really deep into human design. I like downloaded every recording (laughs) that existed. (laughs) I was, uh, yeah, I I love trying all the different things and trying things out. I think anything that's going to help you better understand yourself any way in is great, you know, and, and that's what it's about. This is to me, even just really a foil for you to have a discussion with yourself. Mm -hmm. So all of these things I think are great. I've tried them all. So uh, the question is, when is the pattern dating being released? But you said it's, it's being Mm -hmm. released on Monday. What's the date of Monday? 
Yeah. So that's because we're right now, we just have everybody in the waiting room. We're just going to be in U.S. cities. We're in New York, California. So what is Texas. what is it exactly? How does it work? It's called Connect. So basically, yeah, since we, I mean, this is something users have been asking for since the beginning. They're like, because of the accuracy and mm-hmm. what it is and the integrity of it. They're like, hey, how do I, how do you meet people on this? Or could you apply this to dating? And I, I hesitated for a long time because I, I, the app to me, the pattern is for everybody, you know, to be able to better understand themselves and connect with others in a deeper way. But if it becomes dating, will people feel alienated, you know, by that? So what we have is a feature in it called connect and you can go on and it's dating with depth. Essentially we've applied our algorithms and you can go in and like a dating app, you slide and look at, find somebody who's attractive, but before you can connect with them, sorry, differentiator, you have to run the bond. And you have to see your bond. So uh, you'll know, are you soulmates? Are you, do you have an extraordinary bond? Is it a complex bond? So when you're actually connecting for the first time, you can sort of have some context and um, talk about your past lives together. That's so cool. And I know people are going <laughs> to love that. I'm curious though, because I feel like if I was coming up with this, I would test it on like, let's say, for example, my parents who have like an amazing marriage, like I would run them in there and Mm -hmm. see if there is a possibility of that. Right. And see what it says about an existing bond that already, you know, works. Did you do any of that kind of testing just to see? Oh, sure. Yeah. So in the app, we're not listing the bond levels hierarchically. You know, obviously people know soulmates probably there's only three in a thousand people are going to be your soulmate in our app with our algorithm, but we're trying to, there's a space for every kind of relationship. This is just, again, to give you the tools to better understand it and communicate and work together through it. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a really challenging one, it doesn't mean it's off the table. If you meet somebody you're attracted to, like you can, you know, talk about it. How do you incorporate what you learn on the pattern about yourself into your own life? A lot of people have asked this question and it's a really good one. I mean, I, that was the hope of it by reading about this information that it, it helps you to be more conscious and make different kinds of choices. One by feeling seen and understood and realizing, I I like to think of it as sort of surrendering into yourself or just relaxing into yourself. Cause a lot of times we're comparing and fighting to be something we're not. And this is just to say like, yeah, you, you already know all this, this is who you are, you know, sort of accept it. And then with that, Ideally, you can apply it to your life. And just the way we're talking, you know, let's say I was talking to you at 20 and I'd be like, where's your Virgo? You know, where's your sacred path? Mm -hmm. Hearing that ideally or seeing that, reading that, maybe that will, now that's there. Right. And you're like, hey. You're thinking about it. Yeah. Where is it? Where's my integrity? What's, what do do I, what do I really want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Somebody asked if, it's funny if you're into crystals and their connections to astrology. I'm not a crystal expert. I do um, love them and appreciate them. I've had ex- had experiences with crystals, mm-hmm. um, and I have certain things I use. But yeah, I've, I have friends or people that are, are really into that the way I am into, you know, the pattern. But I, I wouldn't call myself an expert, and yeah. I, I don't have it aligned with astrology. But, um, yeah, they're powerful. So we both know that there are haters out there when it comes to astrology, like, you know, disbelievers, idiots, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> have you ever had an experience, whether this person was lying or not, where someone was like, this is all bullshit. You know, I put myself into the pattern. I don't believe anything about my life paths, about my bonds you know, I, I reject this. Yeah. I mean, I actually like think it's great. I don't, I don't mind people thinking that way. I mean, I used to be somebody who would have dismissed it. I think that's why I even built it this way. Mm. If, if you're in the pattern, there are no symbols. We don't mention astrology. It was, it's designed so that people who would normally say this is crap will give it a try Mm -hmm. and just benefit from that wisdom. Right. So I think about that. And I thought about that when I was writing it too, you know, to, to appeal to everybody. So certainly in the last seven years, yeah, you run into people all the time. I actually think it's really fun. And then I love it if I'm with somebody and we do their chart together. And I think that's great. I mean, we, and we've definitely had people who also give me feedback of like, yeah, this is, a, I thought this was such, such bullshit and it's not me. And then they can't get something out of their head and then they come back and they read more. And then you, know, you find out a few weeks later, they're 
they're using it every day. Or there are all those people too, who, who are like, I used it and it was so wrong. Mm. And then I realized my birth time was off and I plugged it in and then it was like completely accurate. But ultimately for me, it's not even, it's really just, I just love somebody giving it a try because again, it's just an opportunity for like to hear one thing that could potentially be helpful to someone's life and a foil for self-discovery. So it's okay. I don't, we embrace them all. Anybody, yeah. haters, haters too. I have one the pattern. <laughs> I have one more question for you and then we're going to go into some rapid fire. Mercury is technically retrograde right now. Is that something is. that affects you and what are your beliefs on that because I know people who also hate on that even though it's like a fact in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've definitely, you know, I over the years I sort of track it and watch it. And certainly I I would say definitely if you can avoid having surgery during it, I feel like, you know, or or something like that plan, you know, big signing some big thing, a new hire, you know, launching a a business or something, you know, if you can avoid that, I think it's better in my experience. You do see that it can, it can run into challenges. I don't think of mercury and retrograde as a negative thing. I think it's actually a really good opportunity because it sort of gets you out of your control patterns. Mm. And that's, that's what it's trying to do. Like you can't, it's not going to logically make sense right now. And that's, that's good. Just know that. And so if you are trying to do something that requires incredible precision at that time, maybe, maybe just push it off. And I found, yeah, there it's, it's, I, I, I believe it. What about like marriages during mercury retrograde and things like that? Yeah. I mean, again, like, and that's always fun. I've done that for people where you run the chart on the day they're going to get married or the time you know, and we'd say, you know, or even launching a business like the app, you know, the app has its own chart, Mm -hmm. you know, and you say that that's sort of the birth of that. Mm. And, um, so if you can, yeah, I would, it's not the end of the world. And I think there are no wrong choice. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like getting too OCD or predictive or this is good and this is bad, but yeah, again, it's one of those things. If you can avoid it and get married at a different time, why not? Yeah. I'm with you. So, we usually do these poll questions at the end that we have on our story and they're just like, they're silly dating questions. But I think with you, what I would love to do instead is more like astrology related questions. So sure. I don't know how you're going to feel about this game, but this game is basically <laughs> just me telling you two placements and you telling me yes or no. So okay. like, for example, right? Like, yeah, let's say exactly, like please. Leo moon and Pisces rising. Mm, yes or no. Love. Right. I'm going to be like, I love everything, but I'm that way. Like I, I every chart I look at, I think it's beautiful. I'm achievable. So there's no placement that you'd be like, oh no, no, no. Like two Leo suns or two Scorpios, you know? It's more like I could give you like the flavor of that and be mm. like, but like what's wrong with any of it? You know what I mean? Mm. Cause it's all, it's all kind of amazing. I think that's, what's so fun when I look at this, I'm like, wow, you know, this whole world of this person and all their dynamics are pretty incredible. A double Scorpio is going to be really different than a, a Leo Pisces, a whole different flavor. Mm. If you're asking context to like who you want to hire or who's going to be your babysitter or like, who's going to, you know, you're going to, that's when you get into more like, yeah, you know, you might want right. to not hire that person to be your day to day assistant. They're probably not going to do that very well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of thing. Okay. So you know what I'm going to do instead? Can you tell me a dream mm-hmm. chart? Like, let's say you had a baby tomorrow. What is your, oh. what is your dream chart for this baby? Well, well, I mean, again, and this is where I'm probably switching. I mean, I, I feel like that gets, um, I'd be more like a dream chart for hiring somebody for a specific job is so clear, like a baby, like there's so many, you know, that that becomes very, I think, Oh, what's right for me. You know, when yeah, that's true. this is maybe my, my idea of, of children, it's, it's, you're the sort of shepherd caretaker of their existence. It's not, it, it shouldn't have anything to do with you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. In the sense of like, I want you to be right for me. So, you know, yeah. it should be about, so I can't do that, but a chart that I'd hire, like, like I was saying to you, like a Capricorn Virgo is a dream. Those that's like the dream. And these are the, the smartest, most capable when I'm hiring. That is like, always oh, what I look for. Unless it's one of these type of people where they have like, you're looking for a very special skill or they're mm. like, you don't want to be hiring somebody who's all over the place potentially, right. or, they, but they, unless you, they have a great skill that you know you need and they're like a hired gun. Right. Or too similar to you, I feel. 
Unless like you yeah. want that, but I feel like different is better when you're hiring. I don't know. Yeah, it can be. And it depends what, you know, it's just, you want that person who's like super responsible, mm-hmm. but the rapid fire one, if you want to do too, I could just give you like the top level, like thoughts on that chart. Okay. Why don't we do that? We'll do, we'll do like, we'll do four. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. How about a, an Aries moon Capricorn moon? Or you mean um, like those together? Or like those two in dating. No, yeah, in dating, and dating. Oh, and that's where you do have to look at the whole right, chart. Right, right. That could be a little, um, I mean, if, if you were acting as though that is all the person is, I mean, that could get a little, they're going to um, fight for uh, who's in charge because they both want to be in charge. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, the Capricorn's like, I know best. And the Aries is like, I mean, the Aries can be a good, like it's a soldier too. Mm-hmm. So it can be, it can fall in line, but it might also want to be like, this is how it's going to go. So there could be a little bit of butting heads there. What about a Libra moon, mm. Aquarius sun? Again, sun, not so much, but like Aquarius. I love Libra Aquarius combo. Yeah. It's it's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's very air. It's air, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Libra moons are always just, you know, very pleasant, very likable. Everybody likes them. Everybody projects relationship onto them. And then, but it's, it's like sort of tradition with like Aquarius, your Aquarius rising, by the way, is like, Super independent, super out of the box. Wait, I'm Aquarius rising? Yeah, did you you knew that, right? No, I'm Virgo rising. No, no, your Venus is in Virgo. We didn't get to your your rising sign. Wait, I swear I'm Virgo rising. You're born at 4.50 p.m., right? A.M. They gave me the wrong time. Okay. I was like, oh my God, my mind is completely blown. blown. (laughs) See how important this is, guys? Ah, wow, so you don't even have that Aquarius. Look at that, okay. To the Capricorn. I'm all Virgo and Capricorn. It's crazy. I mean, now I'd be like hired. Because so. <laughs> the Aquarius was the only bit. They're like, oh, there'll be a little. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Too, like, I got to no, do it my no. way. That's really funny. Um, okay. And then last combination. Let's see. Let's see. How about a Pisces Venus? I'm like running out of signs here. Taurus. Oh, Pisces Taurus is a really like, Pisces Taurus gentle. is good, right? Yeah, that's like a very gentle, personal, like sweet. So I guess the bottom line is there's nothing that is a total no, no. I don't believe that. I mean, that's what I mean. Other astrology is going to be like, Mm -hmm. you'll read about a Saturn complex. I'll be like, "Mm, sucks for you. Sucks for your life. You know, whereas I look at it as like, how do we look at this and apply it? Change the the narrative. Yeah, let's change the narrative here. So I I like to think of everybody as a, a beautiful snowflake and... There's something that. wonderful about everybody. So that's, that's why the pattern is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, do you have a quote or piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with? There's a good quote. Whose quote is that? Oh, one of my favorite quotes is I've already lost touch with a couple of people. I used to be Joan Didion of just allowing yourself to always evolve. I mean, whether it's, you can be a different person than you were five minutes ago. Let, let mm-hmm. it, let it go. Be here, be present now. That's how you move quickly through life when, you know, if you're sort of, moving vertically through it. So let all, let it keep evolving. Don't get I, too stuck. I love yeah. that. Where can everybody find you, find the pattern and sign up for the dating feature? Yes, thepattern.com. We're on um, Android and iOS. Go download and uh, go deeper, the pattern. And then connect too. That's um, on the 7th. We'll be out in many other states. This will be US through the summer. So go download and get on connect and create your profile and find your soulmate. Love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. 